Okay, daf samach beis at the top. Last daf here of the perk. Last dominant. Says the Gemara. Hey, Rabbi Yosi ben Mishal Mishum Rabbi Yechonon Ochiv. So Rabbi Yechonon sounds like Rabbi Yechonon Mishal Mavi. Rabbi Yosi said this. Shama Mishum Rabbi ben Chasma. Said the following halacha related to the Tikkun Olam that we have been discussing about working with an Amaretz. So he says, Ein Oisin Chalas Amaretz Betayra. So you have an Amaretz comes to the comes to the baker, the local baker, who takes care of uh, all the challah, and takes, usually the baker was the one who made the bread, the baker was the one who could take off the challah and give it to the kohen, the baker took care of everything for them. So he comes, the Amaretz comes, with dough already made, and he says, do me a favor, can you take off challah from this? I want to make sure you do it, and you should give it to the kohen, you should be tar. Says the Gemara, you shouldn't do such a thing, because this dough is already tummy. And this dough is already tomei, that bets them when you're taking off the challah, which of course you have to take off the challah now, but it's challah tomeya, that the coin is not allowed to eat. But the Amoritz is going to hear, is going to say, oh, I had this taken off by uh, Shlaimi the baker, who's under the badats. So it must be that it's, ta- it's, it's tar challah. So therefore, to avoid that, we tell this baker, he's not allowed to do this. So, you're not allowed to do that, because you're not allowed to take it off for him at all, because it's for sure not betaira, it's for sure betumah, and therefore it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up looking bad. Aval, but if he brings it to you before it was dough in the first place, and he's asking you to make the dough, so we're sure it was never tummy, because it was never royal makabal tumah at that stage, so he's bringing you tohar, flour, water, whatever it is, and then the baker makes it into challah, makes it into dough, and then takes off the challah, so that's fine. Now, there's still an issue. The issue is, as we'll see the more right away, you're now going to give this dough and the challah to the Amaretz to go give out to whatever kind he wants. Mechatesa, he's going to be shamer this challah with the hira. It says the Gemara, we'll see why in a second, you're allowed to do that. Now, when you give it back to the Samar, it's the Chalap aspect of it, which is as Kedusha's Chala, and therefore it has to remain Betaira. You give it to him in these strange Kalim. These were Kalim that seemed to be made out of old pieces of Kalim or old Begodim, something like that. Something unique, something that he should remember that what he has in this now is Chala. It's not normally something you put Chala in, and therefore he will be, as we'll see in the Gemara, we assume on some level that the Amaretz will be Shemerit Betaira. That's Okushabah, uh, and that, that's Okushabah, Amaretz Lital, when the Amaretz comes to pick up his dough and the challah, so Noitel Ashtem, he could take the regular dough and the challah that this Gabal took off, we're not worried about anything that he's going to be metame this challah. Why? The Gemara will explain. Another similar halacha. If the Amaretz brings you his zesim, normally you put zesim in something called a matan. It's like a big sack that they used to use to squeeze them in so that all the dregs and everything stays in the sack and all the oil comes out. Once you put the zesim in there and a little bit of oil starts to come out, that oil is already machshir all the rest of the zesim tuma. So if the Amaretz brings to the person who's running the, the, the running the, the, the Beit Habad over there to squeeze them, and they're already wet when he brings them, and that means they're already tummy. So if they're already tummy, you're going to have the same problem. I'm going to take off Truma, the Truma is tummy. So same halacha. Enos and Truma zeis because we're afraid now that the Amaretz is going to say to somebody, I had Shlomi, the, the, the Beit Habad, take off my Truma for me. They're going to assume that it is Tahar. Really, it's not Tahar. So therefore, the halacha is you're not going to help him take it off at all. Aval, 
If he brings you the zesim before he put them into the svatan, before they're in this bag, and therefore they never became wet, so they're never mukshal makabal tumah, and therefore the zesim are actually tahar, so if the zesim are tahar, then you could take it and pr- prepare them. You take off the tumah. Now here it says something interesting. It says, at least we'll change it in the Gemara in a few minutes, but at this stage we're saying you put them in the kalim of the chavr. No, you can't put them in the kalim of the amoaretz, the kalim of the aretz, maybe atome, etc. You put them in the kalim of the person who did it, the Tamar Chacham, the Chavur, Shemitah, Mitzvahs, he has to give his Kalim, maybe he gets the Kalim back later, he's Matayah, or whatever, and he puts them in Kalim at this stage, we'll see. Ugushibal, Amar Tzlito, when the Amar comes to pick it up, Naital Ishten, he could take the regular Zaysim and the Truma, Ve'ena Chayshish, and he doesn't have to worry about it. Now, something about time and by. Obviously, this is a big issue. We're giving Chala and Truma to an Amaretz to give out to a coin. There's definitely some sort of Chashash that he's going to be Matam them. Now, we'll see in the Gemara in a second why we're not really Chashash. But why do we even go out of our way to deal with this? Why don't we just say, no, we're not giving you the Chula, we're not giving you, we're not giving you the Truma, we're not giving you the Chala, and either we'll take care of it or do it on your own. We don't want to get involved because it's going to be an issue. It says the Gemara, because over here also, there's a Tikkun Oilam. What's the Tikkun Oilam? the the gabel needs to make a parnosa. And if every Amoritz knows that he's going to go to the gabel, the baker, to help to do this, the baker's going to refuse to give him service, this guy's going to lose a parnosa. So to allow the gabel to have a parnosa, Chazal will make it. Not if you give it to him already when it's tome, but at least when you give it to him when it's tar, we'll let you do it and you can get it back. Umushim Kedev Chayev the Badad, and also the Chayev of the person who's making the oil. Why do we need to mention both of them? V'tzricho. Diyashmin and Gabal, if we're talking about someone who's making the bread, we shouldn't blow enough shigri. Over there, it's very low profit margin. And low profit margin doesn't make a lot of parnosa, so Chazal have to go out of their way to do as much as we can to give him parnosa. Ava Badad, the Nafeshagri, the person who does the the olives and makes the oil out of it, that's a very high profit margin. So maybe in that situation, we don't need to make a takana. Maybe he can make enough money off the chaveirim. He doesn't have to make money from the yards. If we say you're allowed to make that chazal go out of the way to make sure the badad makes a parnasa, remember, you only do badad, you only squeeze oil once a year. So it's a once-a-year business, right? You maybe make a high-profit margin, but you're only doing it once a year if you need to make as much as you can during that short period of time when the olives become ripe. By making flour and dough, which you're doing it every week or whatever it is, whenever you need, so it's much more frequent. So maybe he has enough parnosa. So in both these cases, Chazal to go out of our way to make a takanas Chazal that we're going to be mekil and allow these people to be misasik with Amaratim. Oh, again, the, 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 the red line is if they give it to the the Gabal of the Badad, Bituma, they're not. Because then people are going to think it's tar once a Chavar a a does it. But as long as they give it to him before the Tumah came onto it, we're not afraid that the Amaretz is going to be Matama these things later. Now, why not? Amar why? Why aren't we chayshish when you give this truma to the Amaretz? It's truma tahira. The Amaretz is going to Amaretz was not chayshish for tumah v'tahira that we know, and therefore he's going to touch it and be the time of the truma, and then the coins are going to end up with truma tumeya, and you're going to be in trouble again. Says the Gemara, Damrina, listen to this. The Rashi explains. You tell the Amaretz. Now, this Amaretz, we know, is Makbid on Tevel and Truma. That he is, because he came to you and he said, please take off the Truma Samaisis for me. So you tell him as follows. Damrina, Chazis, Inogespa, if you touch the Truma and are Metamit, Hadrila Tivle, but comes back Tevel. The Rashi says, this is not true. We're lying to him, but we're, we're, we're scaring him. We're scaring him and saying, if you touch it, 
the truma kedusha goes off, and then it's back tevel. Ooh. So maybe he doesn't care about truma tevel and, and truma. What do you mean? He brought it to you to take off the truma, the truma, and to make sure that it had the chala taken off. He's not going to care. Of course he cares. And therefore, tuma v'tayra he doesn't care, but truma and tevel he does care. So the way we do it is we scare him and we tell him if you go ahead and touch it, it's the tevel, the truma is going to turn back into tevel. Then he'll be afraid. I'll make sure not to touch it. Says the Mar, but wait a second. We said that by the zesim you put it in the kelim of the chaver. So why don't we? What about by the case of the zesim? We have also have the same issue. Now wait a second. By the first case, by the case of the chala, so two things we did: a, we told him if you touch it, it's going to take off the kedusha, and also we made sure to give the truma in a special kli. We said it was in these special kelim that were old kelim that they a those kelim themselves are not makabal tuma, and B, it's not normally a clear that you put flour, dough into, and therefore the Amarats will see and remember, oh yeah, I better keep careful, if I touch this, the truma's going to go off, whatever, the is going to go off, and it'll be a, it'll be a fair, but there's a hacker. Now here, at this stage of the Gemara, the Gemara already said you put it in the Caleb of the Chover. So it's someone else's cleave. It doesn't look any different in this stage of the Gemara. So if it doesn't look any different, there's a Chashash, the Amaretz is going to get himself in trouble over here. He's going to touch it. So you're right. You have to put it into stoneware Caleb. Stoneware Caleb themselves are not Makabal Tuma. If they're not Makabal Tuma, A, and B, it's not normally the things you use for Zaysim. So the Amaretz, even if he touches the cleave, it's not a problem because the clay itself won't become tame, and B, he'll see that this is some strange-looking clay, and therefore he will not go ahead and touch the truma, because he knows, he thinks at least, that when he touches the truma, it's going to turn into tevel. So why did the Bryce say it has to be the kalim of the chavar? There's nothing to do with the chavar. As long as it's strange kalim, kliglelam, kleavonim, the Amaretz will see it and remember to make sure not to touch it. So what does it have to do with the fact that it belongs to the, the gabal or the badad? You're right. It doesn't really mean that the kalim belonged to him. It doesn't actually mean that the kalim are owned by the chavar. It means the kalim of the amaretz, but he has to supply kalim that the chavar would normally use. And a chavar, obviously, uh, we're not used to these things, but a chavar normally, when he's dealing with truma, is going to do his best to make sure he's using kalim that are amakabal tuma. I mean, nowadays we'd use plastic kalim or something like that, something which is not makabal tuma, so you avoid a lot of issues. So when it says it has to be the kalim of the chavar, it doesn't mean a kalim of the chavar that he owns it. It means a kalim that a chavar would normally so therefore, in both these cases, again, the red line is that if he gives it to us betuma, we're not going to be able to do it because then he's going to think it's tar. But if he gives it to us before the tuma ever came on, before it was ever royal the makabel tuma, then mishum takona of the gabal and the badat, so they should have a parnosa because I'll or makeil and said we'll we'll do we'll do whatever we can to avoid them. Is the amaretz going to touch it? Maybe he is, maybe he's not. We don't know, but it's enough to, to we'll put enough uh, enough uh, takonos uh, in place to avoid the issue as much as possible. So everyone has parnos. Next halach we said in the Mishnah was for some tikkun oilam. We said machzikin de akum b'shvius. Now what does that mean, machzikin? Says my machzikin. V'amar of dimi bar shishna mishmei derav ain oijin akum b'shvius. You're not allowed 
to help a guy. We are thought machzikin means that you're allowed to work in a guy's field, assuming the guy's field doesn't have Kedusha Shvias, and the guy's working in the field, you're allowed to help him. You're allowed to go work with him. Not like that. Rav's a befeish. You're not allowed to help a guy work in a field that obviously in Eretz Yisrael on Shemitah. So what does he mean machzikin? And we also said, Another Allah he said, even though we said in the Mishnah, you're allowed to say Shalom Aleichem to a guy, Mishum Tikkun Oilem, and Shalom is Shem Hashem, really, you shouldn't be allowed to. Mishum Tikkun Oilem, to be nice to the guy, you're allowed to say Shalom Aleichem, but the minute was in those days, as we'll see in the Gemara right away, to say Shalom Aleichem twice. Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem. Right? But, says the Gemara, when it comes to, when it comes to a guy, you don't do that. When it comes to a guy, ain't kaiflin, you can only do it once. We'll see that point in a, minute, in a second. But the Gabe, the Shemitah, what's this? Halachos, the Memer, Luhu, Achzuku, and Echanami. When it says Machzikin, it does not mean to actually physically work with the guy. It means to tell him, good job, right? You're walking in the field, you see the guy working in the field, you want to give them chizik, yeah, good job, guys, do a good work, work hard, whatever. That's normally something you say to people when you see them working in the fields. So that you're allowed to say to a guy on Shemitah, but you're not allowed to actually help them. Uh, he used to tell them which is also in some sort of other, other dialect. We said, We only said it once, but he would actually say to the Goy Shamalechem before the Goy even said Shamalechem to him. So that was, that was, uh, he went a little bit when he would say Shamalechem to a Goy, he didn't say Shamalechem, he said Shamalechem. And maybe the Rashi says that his intention was not to say shalom to the goy, but lamar to my master, to your master, to whoever owns the field, whatever it is. But like a, like a play on words. A play on words. He didn't really mean shalom to the goy. But the goy thought he did, so from Tikkun then we're fine. Then we said, v'shalom b'shalom. And you'll have to say shalom aleichem. We just said, now I'll say it twice, but you'll have to say shalom aleichem. We just said when you see him working in the fields, you lie, tell him, do a great job, keep it up. So what's the chish of saying Shalom Aleichem? The Chaira, Shalom Aleichem is a lot less than saying do a good job, especially when they're working on Shemitah. The chidish is, of course, you can say Shalom Aleichem to them, that, that we already see. The chidish, you can even say Shalom Aleichem to them when it's their holidays. We have an issue, we don't want to do business and stuff, the Gmarnavarizar says, with Goyim on their holidays, because we're afraid that if it's their holidays and they're in a very religious mood, they're going to go back to the Avadizara and say a bracha to you B'Shem Avadizara, or they respond to you B'Shem Avadizara, which is a very bad thing, of course. So for on Yom Edom, on their holidays, we generally avoid dealing with the Goyim at all. The Chiddush of our Mishnah is that even though we avoid them, if you happen to meet a Goyim on Yom Edom, you're allowed to say the basic Shalom Aleichem, you're allowed to say this on you. You should not go into their house at all, because we're afraid if you go into their house, they'll want to do what they deserve for you, etc. But if you find them outside in the street, you don't make a big deal out of it. You don't have to say Mary, whatever to him, but just say Shalom Aleichem, nice job, whatever, good, good to see you, and that you're allowed to do. And that's the Kiddush of our Mishnah. So the Gemara brings the following story to finish up the paragraph. They were sitting. So this is the same Geneva that we had earlier in the, in the Masechah, Naflam Adalit. We talked about Geneva. It seems to be, and we'll see in the context of this Gemara, he was some sort of Tamachachim, but he made a lot of trouble. He used to make all kinds of fights they had with Marukva. We said Marukva davened. We had the Gemara before on Dav Zayin. He davened for the, him to get put in jail, and they told him not to dive in Lamais. He got taken to jail. We'll see more cases about him in jail in the next parak. So, Geneva comes. So, the Bairoyan, he's a Paisik. 
Amaloi, we come a palgonikum, he's a barmachoikis. He makes all kinds of fights with our bottom. I'm going to stand up for him. Adhachi also, you will come by, you can't. Amalu, Shalm Aleichem Alki, Shalm Aleichem Alki. So Geneva said to these two Tamechamim, Shalm Aleichem to my kings, my kings. And he said A twice, which we saw, but he called them Malki. Amalu, Manolach, the Rabbanon Yukim Malachim. Where do you get this idea to call us Malachim? So Amalu, the Pasik says, uh, right, yeah, wrong pasuk. Sorry. Be melachim yimlochu v'roiznim yechayku kutzedek. A pasuk in Mishnah. So be melachim yimlochu is we're talking about tamicham. Tamicham make a kiddush Hashem. The mamlech hakadosh baruch hu, but they themselves are called melachim. So Amulei, they said to him, "Menolan dekaflin on shalom and malki." Okay, so if you're assuming you're calling us melach, why did you say it twice? And that's we just said kaifel. We said in kaifel by the guy. Where does this kaifel come from? I'm going to review the marav. Minayin shekaifel and shalom melch shenemar. The pasuk says in Devayamim. I'll read the full pasuk. V'ruach lavshes hamashay reisha shalishim lechad David imcha ben Yishai shalom shalom lechad v'shalom loizrechos. So you see when he talked to David Melech, he said this idea of double shalom, and therefore from that we learn out whenever he's speaking to someone bechavod, to any other year also it seems you say a double shalom. Okay, thank you, very nice. Would you like to make a lechayim with us? He said, I can't. He said, you know, it seems to be, it seems just a conversation, that this Geneva was not treated, he didn't like the Chachamim, and they didn't like him. So every once in a while they would meet up, he would try to show them how smart he is, and how much of a Tamil Chacham he was. Geneva right? Stas. yeah, something like that. So he said, to them, no, 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 I can't, I'm very frum, I didn't feed my dogs yet, so I can't eat yet, because I didn't feed your dogs. Remember, Sati Yisip, Sati Yisip, and only afterwards it says and therefore, and therefore he said I can't because I don't feed my animals yet so he was trying to do that alright we finished 28 blood of Tikkun Oilum now we can get back to Masechta's Gittin says the Mishnah for those who remember like uh, what Masechta's Gittin is all about okay so the, we learned all the way back to Masechta the beginning of Masechta and Davbeis is that a man wants to send a shliach a lot of the halachas that we ever hear that we're going to be talking about in the next paragraph we've talked about through the Masechta is the idea of shlichus there are two types of shlichus we normally talk about there's a shliach la hilacha and a shliach la kabbalah shliach la kabbalah generally speaking the woman uh, is the one who appoints the shliach, and that shliach represents her, and when the get is received by the shliach in Kabbalah, it's ke'ilu, she received it. The other type of shliach we have is called the shliach lahilacha, which is when the husband sends the shliach to bring the get to the wife, and that's going to be the halacha al-Misha, comparing and contrasting these two halachas, and trying to figure out in all these cases, what type of shliachas we're talking about. So it says the Mishnah. So the husband over here initiates the conversation. And the husband says, That Lushan makes no sense. Okay, because we just said a sheikh Kabbalah is something the woman is supposed to initiate. Here the husband says to a man, a stranger on the street, without any woman involved at this stage yet, he says to the, to the shliach, You should be makabal this get for my wife. How does that Lushan work? What does it work? That's going to be the next few blad of Gemara. Or he says, I want you to be Meilich. Now Meilich makes more sense. That's what we normally call a Shlech Lahilacha. So he says, one of these two Lashinas. So then, the first question the mission deals with is, when is the get actually Chal? We know the get is only chal when it leaves the husband's hands and gets to the hands of the Isha, and also the other. So in this case, when you have a shlichus, whose shlich is it would define who, when the get actually is chal. So it says the Mishnah in this case, Imrotza lachser yachser. 
if before the get gets to the hands of the Isha, is received by the Isha, the husband wants to change his mind, he's allowed to change his mind. Because these two are cases of shleich lahilacha, in which case they are shleichim of the husband. If they're shleichim of the husband, the get is not effective until the Isha actually gets, until she receives it. And therefore, if during the time period while they're traveling, he, the husband changes his mind, he gives him a call and says, stop, stop, and no get, they are halachically still married. That's case number one. Case number two. If a woman appoints a shliach Kabbalah and says, I want you to go be Makabala get for me, then once the husband gives it to that shliach Kabbalah, he is the representative of the Isha, and therefore, as soon as he receives it, she is divorced. In the first case, it doesn't work, as Rashi points out, because you cannot appoint a shliach for someone lechoiv. You can only point a sheikh for someone l'schus, right? Zachel liyadam shalei b'fanav, ve'ein chavin liyadam shalei b'fanav. And therefore, the husband cannot appoint a shliach to represent the isha. If it was giving her money, bekef, then you can appoint a sheikh for that because it's a schus. Here, since it's not a schus, it's a chayv. Now, the mafarshim discuss, what about a case where the marriage is really irreparable and it actually is a schus for her to get out of the marriage? There are different, different discussions in Paiskin when that might actually be situations where it would be a schus for her to leave the marriage and therefore he could appoint the shlech. But that's clearly not the standard case and not what our Mishnah is talking about. Lefikha says the Mishnah. If the Isha appoints a Sheikh Kabbalah, once the husband gives the get to the Sheikh Kabbalah, the story's over. Now what if the husband is not 100% sure that he wants to give the get? Now, if he gives it to the shliach, it's done already. So what, could, what is his options now? So lefichach, im abal, if the husband wants to delay things, what he could do is, he could say to the shliach kabbalah, ef kabbalah, I don't want to give it to you as a shliach kabbalah, I want you to bring it to her as my shliach, so I still have a day or two to change my mind. So he can say, it's up to the husband. The husband can say, I am refusing to give it to you as a shlech Kabbalah. If you want to accept it as a shlech lahilacha, which case I can change my mind until she receives it, do that. And then, so therefore here we have an interesting situation where the husband is turning things on its head. He's taking a shlech Kabbalah and turning it into a shlech lahilacha. Now, we're going to, have to spend a lot of time in the next few days discussing the exact nusuch, what the husband says or what the wife says, whether we're talking about Kabbalah or Elocha. So, Shingamalil says that if he says, if she says, it doesn't say Kabbalah, she says, that is also a lesson of Kabbalah. Okay. Says the Gemara. Let, let's. So the following Allah. Taima the following diet from the Mishnah. Taima Shavisa Remember the first case in our Mishnah, the woman did not appoint the Shriach at all. The husband was the one who initiated. Now the husband initiated one of two Lashanas. He said Iskabel or he said Hoylech. Okay, in that case we said it's a Shriach Lohiloch. The Kabbalah. Now let's imagine a case as follows. Where the woman appoints a Shriach Kabbalah. The Shriach Kabbalah comes to the husband. And the husband says to the Shriach Kabbalah, his Kabbalah gets Ishti, or he says, Hoylech gets Ishti. So now, remember, we just said in the third case in the Mishnah that the husband can refuse to give it as a Shriach Kabbalah and instead turn him into a Shriach Lahilacha. Okay? So what would happen in this case where the woman says to Shriach Kabbalah, the husband responds, thank you, his skabal gets elishti. Obviously, that works for the Shriach Kabbalah, no question. What if the husband says, Hoylech gets elishti? This is a shadow we had earlier in the Masech, the Hoylech Kishi, 
or Heilich Lavkiski. When he responds and says Heilich, does he mean take it or does he mean bring it? Very, very fundamental difference. Take it means you're already a Sheikh Kabbalah, receive it on her behalf and it gets done. Bring it means, no, you're not a Sheikh Kabbalah, I'm now turning you into a Sheikh Halacha and it's not again until she receives it. So is the Heilich, in a case where she appointed the Sheikh beforehand, what does Heilich do? So is that the Gemara? Smashra only because he initiated it, it's a Sheikh Hailacha. But if she initiated it and he responded with Hailacha, it would not work, meaning that it would be a Sheikh Kabbalah. When he says Hailach, he means take it, not bring it. And if Hailach is not even if she appointed the Sheikh Kabbalah beforehand, if he responded with Hailach, it would actually mean Sheikh Hailacha. But the Kiddush HaMishah is not whether she appointed or he appointed. The Kiddush HaMishah is in a case where he starts the discussion and says, Hiskabel, which we said doesn't make any sense. How could he say to a sheikh, Hiskabel? Hiskabel is no such thing as a husband appointing a sheikh HaKabal. Since a husband cannot appoint a sheikh HaKabal. So then maybe it's not a good shlichus at all. <laughs> It's not a good shlichus at all. Remember, you have to have a proper shlichus. If he sends it, just puts the get down on the table, and she takes it, it's not a good sh- get. It has to be even nasim biyada. His shliach to her shliach, him to her, or his shliach to her, etc. If you, so if he appoints a shliach Kabbalah, which doesn't work, even if he ends up bringing it, maybe it doesn't count in the first place. Kamash Magan, no, that it works. Why? This in, hus- in the case where the husband appoints it, he doesn't mean Kabbalah, he means take it from me and bring it to her. But really, you're bringing a shliach ha'ilacha, not a shliach ha'kabbalah. But in terms of our shaila, that if the woman appointed the shliach as a kabbalah and he responded ha'ilach, does he mean take it or bring it? We're not sure yet. Tan, let's look at the next case in the Mishnah. We said if a woman appoints a shliach ha'kabbalah, in Ratzalach, it works. Now, it doesn't say in that second case in the Mishnah what the husband responds. The, hu- the woman appoints a shliach ha'kabbalah, the husband gives over the get. Did he give over the get and respond hiskabel, or did he get over the get and respond hoylech? It doesn't say. Now the Mishnah and the Rasha said hiskabel v'hoylech. Smashma, the second case is going with the same response as the husband. So therefore, she said hiskabel gitimot zalachzei works as shech kabbalah. My love loish na kabbalah loish na Regardless of what the husband responds, the shlichus kabbalah remains intact, which would mean that hoylech is kisri. Hoylech means take it, not bring it. Maybe that second case is only when the husband responds his skabel. But if he responds hoylech, maybe not. Tashma, look in the next case. If the husband says, I don't want you to be a sheikh of Kabbalah. Then he's a sheikh Saying hoylech by itself would not be enough. It's only because he said, Iefshi. The first half of the statement. If the woman appoints a Sheikh Kabbalah and he says, that means take it and it is get now. Only because he said, not. Dilma, maybe our Misha, when we said the gears of doesn't mean it means Heilich. no question, means take it. That's no question. Our only question is whether means take it or bring it. That we're not sure, and that we still have no right.
Now, hmm. before we get to that Shiloh and more details about that, the Gemara goes on a slightly different tangent, which is an interesting Shiloh. We know that someone can only be a Shlech for somebody else if it's something that you're in the Parsha of. Right? So if you want me to, if you want me to light Hanukkah candles for you, if I'm in the Parsha of Hanukkah candles, I can do it for you. Even if I already did it, if I made Kiddush already, I can make Kiddush for you. We did Arvis, but it has to be something I'm in the Parsha of. I can't do Shlechus for something for you, for something I'm not in the Parsha at all. Oh. If a man wants to send a, of a husband, I should say, wants to send a shliach to bring a get to his wife, he can appoint a man. Because a man is in the parsha of bringing a get to his own wife, so he can be in the parsha of bringing a get for somebody else. Okay, we also know, a woman can appoint a, a wife, can appoint a shliach, a woman to be a shliach of Kabbalah, because a woman can accept a get for her husband, she can be a shliach for her friend who's a woman. Can you swap? Can a man appoint a woman to bring a get to his wife? Can a woman appoint a man to receive a get from her husband? How does that work? Tashma. Let's look at our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, That's case number one in our Mishnah. Fine. Case number two was, Now, we have two cases. One was a man, the man appoints the shliach. Second case in the Mishnah is the woman appoints the shliach. My love, bechad shliach. We're talking about the same shliach. It's just a question of who appointed them, and therefore whether the, we don't know if the shliach is a man or a woman. But if it's being used by the husband and or the wife, then you see that you could definitely sw- swap, and it doesn't make a difference. Maybe the first two cases are talking about two different people. The woman is appointing a woman, and the man is appointing a man. No riot. Okay, but the next case we have a clear riot. Tashma. The The woman appoints a shliach to go receive the get. The husband says, I don't want you to receive it. I want you to be my shliach. I don't know if this shliach is a man or a woman. I'm not sure. It doesn't say in the Mishnah. Okay? But clearly this one shliach was acting on behalf of the woman, and now we're turning it around and making that shliach act on behalf of the husband. So we clearly see at least one of the directions you can work. We're not sure which one. So now, if, if we're talking about a case where the Isha appointed a woman, then we see a woman can turn around and be a shliach ha'ilacha for the man. If we're talking about a case where Isha appointed a man, at least we see that a, a man can be a shliach Kabbalah. So now, we definitely can't, we can't see both of these halakhas from the Mishnah. We only see one. Which one makes more sense to learn if we just had our Mishnah? We can learn from here one case, which is the more pashat halacha is that a man can be a shaykh kabbalah. Why? Because we already know such a halacha. Where do we know such a halacha? We're going to see later on in the parak that if a father marries off his daughter, maybe even if she's a naira, but for sure when she's a katana and the husband wants to divorce this wife when she's 10 years old, he gives the get to the father. So you see a man is acting on behalf of a woman, his daughter. Now in that case, it's a different story. We understand that. In that case, you have no choice. But at least conceptually, we already see that a man could be a sheikh of Kabbalah. So therefore, if we only had our Mishnah, we would say, we're talking about a case where the woman appointed a sheikh of Kabbalah man. He came to the husband. The husband said, no, I don't want you to be a sheikh of Kabbalah. I want you to be a sheikh of But we do not yet see, can the husband appoint a sheikh of Kabbalah? That's a woman. That we don't necessarily see. So what's the halacha? Amar Rav Mori Toshma Af Anoshim. We had this more in a few places. We had it earlier. Af Anoshim Shein Emenes Lamimayz Baila. We had a set of women, relatives of a wife. 
we said her mother-in-law, her sister-in-law, the Yavama, who we do not believe them when they say the husband's dead because they're trying to mess her up. But Nemenes Lahavi as Gita. They're believed to bring her the get. Havi means that acting on behalf of the husband. So you see, women can act on behalf of the husband. So again, we see the other side. We see a, a man can be a Sheikh of Kabbalah, and we see a woman can be a Sheikh Lailach. Amar Vashi, Misefa Namishramina. I can see it from our Mishra itself. Diktani Sefa, we have a Mishra later on, which we already quoted earlier. Ho'isha Atzma, maybe as Gita. A woman, normally when a husband gives a wife a get, game's over. But we are in a case where the husband can say to the wife, I want you to be my shliach to bring yourself the get. Meaning, I'm giving you the get here in New York, and I don't want it to be a get to you get to Yerushalayim, and you're my shliach lahiloch until you get to Yerushalayim. We discussed how does she do it. She has to give it to Bezdin, and Bezdin gives it back to her. But Cole's man that she's traveling, she's traveling on behalf of the husband. So you see a woman is being a shleich ha'ilacha. Ubavachitzvichlemifanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtafanechtaf